Hi, this is Paula. And I'm Joseph, and you're listening to Life Lived Better. Well, hey there. How are you doing? I am doing well. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. Just kind of low-key as usual. Did a few things with some friends, dinner out, did some house cleaning, cleaned out some kitchen cabinets and got rid of some stuff. That doesn't sound low-key. That sounds like busy, busy, busy. (laughs) I guess it was busy. Oh, we did the yard. So I guess it was busy, but it didn't feel like overwhelmingly busy. Mm -hmm. That's I know. See, everyone always says you guys are always doing things and you never feel like it. (laughs) All perspective there, isn't it? guess so how was yours it was good busy I mean we were busy definitely I stayed in town this weekend but I yeah I'm still on my uh, uh, garage still doing that project it's gonna take me a while and uh, worked on some um, some landscaping I've been doing I've been putting like flagstones in my flower beds I have lots and lots of flower beds some are really large so I've been putting like flagstone walkways through them and Mm -hmm. this weekend I did one uh, like up to the spigots in each each flower bed and so that took forever and then we ended the weekend by taking the car to get cleaned out it's one of my favorite things oh it's my favorite we have one of those uh I don't know, subscription services, whatever you, uh-huh. where you can go membership. through the, yeah, membership. There you go to one of the places that has a couple of spots near us where you can drive through anytime when they have free uh, vacuuming. And you know, you're like into car cleanliness whenever what's most exciting is they have vacuums, but they also have those little things that blow air. Uh, so you, can really, oh, yeah. you can really yeah. detail your car like that. I get so <laughs> excited about those yeah. things. Those are such bizarre weirdnesses I have, but hey, it keeps me happy. That's right. Serious. It was a trip. I was like, hey, you want to go for a ride? <laughs> and I trick people into cleaning my car with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love a clean car. What's on tap today? So today we're going to be talking a little bit about aging, the Mm. aging process, and kind of what we've experienced, what, what you can expect and some, some things that you can do to help with the aging process to Uh, slow the process. I love the topic. It's a topic that when we brainstormed long before we started recording anything, it was on my list. And the reason it was on my list is because I was so surprised as I aged. I kept telling people, nobody told me, nobody told me this. And kind of true to my experience, as we did research, I found a lot of information on what happens as you age, what you can do about it, what you should be doing. But the missing piece was that part of like, really, nobody told me this, what the, what the kind of feelings are as a result of what happens as we age that that Mm. piece really is missing out there so i'm glad we're talking about it even though it's not an easy one for me what are some things that you've experienced from an aging standpoint man and and i gotta say i'm not old you know i mean like i'm not i mean i think maybe a 20 year old would think i'm old but my my uh, relatives that are older than me would definitely say like, you're not old. Um, but you know, I'm as old as I've ever been. So this is, this is what's it for me. So there's some physical changes uh, that I didn't realize 
now I reflect and think back. I was telling my sister the last weekend I was home visiting. I was telling her, like, I remember my mom saying things like, um, I really like these dishes, but they're so heavy. I wish I had lighter dishes. And I remember thinking, what's what, what, what's, what, what's the deal? I mean, what, what's the big deal? It's here. I'll get it down. It's not heavy. It Things do get heavier, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's a weird thing, but I find myself like going, oh, that's a neat pan. Oh, no, it's too heavy. I don't want to have to mess with getting that out whenever I'm cooking. You know, I want something just easier. Those kind of things change. And, and you know, I said no one told me, you know, maybe they did and I don't remember, or maybe they tried and I didn't listen, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I, as a young youngster, uh, really believed none of this would ever happen to me and that um, it wouldn't happen the same way because I was so much smarter anyway. Right. When I was younger, <laughs> you knew everything. Oh, I did. But physical, physical abilities, you know, I mean, things that like the garage take longer than they used to. This is going to be a multi-weekend pro- uh, project. I, I think there were times in my 20s that I could have whipped that out in a weekend. Mm-hmm. I could have had everything out. I could have cleaned the floor, painted the floor, painted the whole thing, put it back in. And it, and it would have been like one of those long weekends. It's not now, you know, you, yeah. I just have to be okay with that. Yeah. Don't always love it, but you know, just a little, uh, a little slower than I used to be. And it still gets done though, right? Hey, for sure. Eventually, eventually <laughs> there's always something to do this way. Isn't there? I don't sit around going, Oh, everything's done. Uh, what do I do now? <laughs> Right. Uh, uh, vision and hearing change. I think people say like after 40, my, my experience was like right at 50 when most of my changes occurred. I didn't have glasses my entire life. Now I need them to see at a distance. Mm-hmm. And just in the last year, I have that experience where I'm pulling things farther away, you know, yeah. like can't read the small writing. I've invested in one of those lighted magnifying glasses. Ooh, ah! You are old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Readers, you know, like I actually have those now so I can see things or I'll just hand things to my son and say, what does that say? You know, hey, a little, a uh, little bit of like just your, your skin changes, your hair changes, your teeth change, your, your, everything kind of just changes. I wake up and look in the mirror and go, oh, look at that wrinkle. <laughs> Look at that mm. wrinkle that even Botox won't take care of anymore. Um, it's part of wisdom, I guess, right? Right. I know my hair is certainly, my beard especially, you can see, is is almost all white. And uh, <laughs> my mom asked me not too long ago, well, it's been a, probably been a year, she asked me if I was highlighting my hair again, because I used to highlight my hair when I was a kid. Oh. I was like, nope. It's all natural, oh, silver and gray coming in. Doesn't that hurt? <laughs> and I look at pictures from a year ago, my beard's like solid red. Like all of this has just happened, you know, in the last year. It's crazy. Oh, but see, and here's something we don't, society it looks at men and you just look just more refined, more, well, you thanks. know, men, just the way they age gray with, for men is gorgeous. It's just, um, it's just this, I don't know. It just looks so amazing on men, uh, women, not so much. No. Although I have noticed many more women uh, going gray and even some youngsters mm-hmm. kind of going for the platinum look in their hair. Yeah. 
I did try it, but uh, doesn't work for you. <laughs> well, over the uh, over the little you know COVID shutdown time, I decided not to color my hair, and I went. I had inches, inches of gray, and then I had to go to an in person event, and I had to make that decision: like, do I color it or do I just do the half gray hair, half colored hair? And I colored it. Like, call it no. Just call it an ombre and be done with it. There you go. <laughs> I thought maybe if I would have been working with a hairstylist. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, other other little things like, you know, memory. Can't remember things like I used to where I do remember people would say in the past, like, I can remember everything. Like, I had a mm -hmm. really good memory where someone would say, hey, have you seen my? And I would say, oh, yeah, it's on the top shelf, left-hand corner on the blah, 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 you know, and it. In my home, it's probably marked in a box that has an organized an organization label on it, you know. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, uh, really can't, you know. Yeah. Um, but the things that I I think are like good news about aging is like my priorities have changed so much. I feel like what used to be important to me is not important anymore. And those things that were important were things that would cause me to worry and to panic. And, you know, like, it doesn't matter to me what other people have. Whereas maybe in my 20s or 30s, I kind of wanted to keep up with mm -hmm. what others have. And now it's just like, I know what makes me happy. And it's not the things that used to. And it's so much, it's relieving, you know? Yeah. It's just so, like, I don't get caught up in a lot of drama anymore because what people think of me isn't as important as it used to be or how mm. I dress or how my hair is or how, all, you know, if I have this, this, this kind of bag and, and all that, it's just like those things are so much less important. And I think a, a lot more about my mortality, you know, like people I know are passing away. The generation in my family above me is thinning, you know, mm. that, and so it's like, I'm becoming the older generate part of the older generation. And so I think about how much, how long life probably is and how much more time I have. Of course, no one ever knows, but how I spend the rest of my years mm -hmm. it, that I want to do what makes me happy rather than worrying so much about things. I like that part of it. I also don't feel guilty when I say no anymore, you know, where I That's used to good. be. Yeah, seriously. I used to say yes to everything. And um, I think the other little piece of news is that we learn as we age mm -hmm. and life experience can't be replaced with education, no matter how important education is. And I think it's very important. You just can't know something, some things without having the experience. And I have a lot more experience now and I've learned a lot of lessons and Hey, as long as I'm learning lessons from them, I'm, I think that I'm, I'm, I'm wiser, maybe yeah. not smarter, but definitely wiser. And, um, I think finally on my little list of one of things, I, my own list I created is that there's not much that gets me uptight anymore. You know, there's like not a lot of big deals. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. more mellow. There, there is some research that says part of that is because as we age, we're a little slower to react. And that, so we probably think before we, we act, uh, and Hey, I don't care if it's because I'm slower, or if I'm just more, if I'm, if I'm just, um, uh, more in charge of my reactions. I like that part of it. I like yeah. that a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing for sure. Why, well, as far as my concerns, aging wise, I mean, my hair's gotten thinner, <laughs> it's changing colors. I crack 
when I stand up, (laughs) throw my back out, like with a sneeze. Bending over, yeah. (laughs) What did you do? Boating accident? No. I've had to learn, like, I can't do the things that I used to do in a weekend, like the weekend warrior projects in the yard. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like, because I pay for it for weeks instead of, you know, a day or two. Yeah. Um, So definitely have noticed physical restraints. And you mentioned memory, like my memory has always been awful, but it's weird the things I remember, like I can remember clients and details about their life and, you know, their stories, but I can't remember, you know, a movie that I saw two weeks ago or, you know, a restaurant that I've eaten at. It's just Polo's constantly saying, you don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Like, No, I don't. That's why I said, huh? I wonder if that has anything to do with your attentiveness to it. Because I know when you're with clients, you're very like present. Yeah. Or maybe it's important to you. Possibly. My sister says it's stress that I spend a lot of my life stressed and that that really causes like forgetfulness, which Mm -hmm. I do. I do believe that. I do believe that that is fact-based. It's probably why I'm going gray to you. That's Buddy, I did read some things in our, uh, in our, like our sourced material that, um, the hair, hair, you know, for men, like starts disappearing on the head, but showing up on the nose and in the ears. Migrates. <laughs> it does. Mm. That's funny. I, uh, I told my husband this morning, like, I think I'm just going to go back to school with a mustache. <laughs> Please don't. That, that's a joke. That's a Please joke. Don't. I will not mustache myself. <laughs> yeah. I definitely have noticed the hair migration. It's exciting, isn't it? Oh, so exciting. <laughs> people th- people in their 20s ought to hear this though, right? Absolutely. Think they'll listen? Think Probably they'll believe? Not. Yeah. Probably not. I'm yeah. sure people told me things when I was younger and I just, we were talking about last episode, like retirement 401k. It's like, you don't think about that stuff when you're younger. You're not thinking about getting older. And, you know, I remember in my 20s, you know, saying people in their 40s and 50s were old mm-hmm. and now I'm. I'm still rounding down. If we were rounding, I'd be 40, but you know, uh, I'm getting closer and closer and, you know, I don't feel really that old, but my body definitely, like I said, cracks and creaks and pops and mm-hmm. makes all kinds of noises. So I Isn't do have it? to be more careful. Isn't it interesting how, what we think of as old now certainly isn't what it was when we were in our mm-hmm. 20, 20 year olds aren't even listening to this. They saw the title of it and they were just like, eh, not for me. <laughs> so that's yeah. good. But we did find some decent information uh, when we asked the experts, you know, and we found that even some, some researchers say that there is some awesome stuff about aging. Yes, there is. In my work on up, up at the university, we had one of our sister programs is like an aging program where that's the, that's the academic thing people are studying is aging. And the people that I work with there talk a lot about how as newer, younger people come into the marketplace that they aren't always as respected, you know, and, and these folks that are older in, in whatever industry you're working, you know, I think rather than just discounting them, if you could find time to talk with them and find out about what they know, because they're probably just like these walking resources of information. And when we learn from people that have already been there before us, sometimes we can avoid mistakes. Mm. We can hear what 
had they've tried, what they've been involved in. Our field was created in our lifetimes, you know, like especially here in Texas, like our licensure was created in our in our lifetime. It had only been created right before I started going to college, you know, for addiction. Mm. Uh, and I have gotten to in my lifetime, like in my in my career lifetime, interact and network with some of the people that are were part of that, that like mm. were there when they were creating the licensure. And at first, I, that wasn't very interesting to me. I was like, woohoo, big deal, you know. But now when I start looking back, I'm like, wow, that it's actually really interesting to get to talk to and, and get a historical perspective from people who were there to find out like, why, you know, like, why did you think it was important for us to get a license instead of that certification that we had? What's the reason for that? And, you know, as they explain it, I've actually written uh, a little history of the addiction profession in our state for some curriculum that I wrote, because I think looking at history, any kind of history is important. So we know kind of how to go forward and, and the reasons some choices were made or you know, reasons that education was added or that educa education wasn't added to certain places in our licensure. Those are mm -hmm. interesting pieces of information to me. Yeah. Um, and then in, in the workplace, if you can imagine being someone who um, has has all that knowledge and all that experience and being discounted. Um, you know, I think sometimes when people get to retirement age, I I, I know I've I've heard a lot about people feeling like they their contributions aren't as important. And then as they retire, just the difficulty of going from being like a productive member of a team or of, a, of an industry and getting up every day and having a purpose that sometimes there's a little bit of isolation, loneliness and depression that can happen. When you don't have, you know, a plan of action, you don't have a place to be each day, you don't have that same purpose. So just kind of keeping, for me, keeping my eyes open for looking at how much more time I am going to be working and what I would do when the time comes, you know, what will I do when the time comes that I won't be getting up and going to an office every day. Oh, that sounds so nice. It does. It does some. Sometimes it does. I don't know, but you and I both went through unemployment together and neither one of us were sitting around just enjoying it. Sometimes we were like, what's 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 next? What's next? Yeah. Yeah. But I think with retirement, I mean, you work your whole life to get to that point of, you know, being able to walk away from it versus being unemployed. You don't really have a <laughs> big That's choice in true. that, right? That is true. And I guess there's a difference between being at home with some income and being home, right. going, oh, where's my next dollar coming from? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I think it's interesting, too, like people that, that do retire oftentimes end up getting part-time job or finding something that they can do because that loss of structures is pretty, it leads to depression sometimes mm -hmm. because if you don't have some kind of purpose or some kind of, you know, especially if you're a social person to go from, you know, being in a, a working environment, to just being on your own and, you know, not around people on a daily basis, like that's, that could get depressing. Absolutely. We actually talked about that in my counseling, my personal counseling this week about how um, one thing that like I rarely sit down from the time I get up in the morning until it's time to go to bed. And when I mean sit down, I don't mean 
literally, I'm obviously sitting right now, but uh, figuratively, I don't just like hang out on the sofa because that doesn't feel productive to me. Mm -hmm. And so for me, a challenge is like, I do need to take a break. I do need to learn how to just be okay with some downtime. Mm -hmm. So like equate looking at that for retirement, I need to be realistic about retirement. Like I do need to retire probably at some point, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, and find a way to enjoy downtime and not feel like I have to fill up every moment with a something, you know, with a project, with a, with always doing, always moving and going. And, and, and then if we get real therapeutic, look at what's your fear, you know, what's your fear of if you're not productive, what does that mean? You know, Mm -hmm. but we'll stop there. We don't need to go into Paula issues too far. (laughs) Well, we do have some really good sourced information from the experts, and um, uh, I broke up the information into two categories. One about, you know, aging is awesome, and then, well, the parts that aren't so awesome, we can do something about it. You know, there's always a solution, right? Yes. Okie dokie. So one, the, the researchers found that, you know, older people really are smarter. You know, I was saying earlier, you know, I feel like I'm a little wiser as I'm older. Well, that that's called crystallized intelligence. Basically, it just means that you have life experience and you use what you've learned. And over time, it just keeps getting better. So we are smarter as we get older. Makes perfect sense. I agree. One of the next ones is... Uh sweethearts you know we become nicer as we get older instead of grumpier i remember i had a friend growing up that used to say she couldn't wait to get older so she could be mean and get away with it so i think i think some people do get grumpier but um for the most part we get nicer because we learn to control our emotions we learn to focus more and i think um overall we probably like you were saying earlier we just stop worrying so much about what other people think and you know situations that we find ourselves stressing about or obsessing about now are just not that important when you get Mm -hmm. older your priorities do change so you don't get to stand on your lawn saying get off my lawn when you're older (laughs) with the water hose (laughs) yeah (laughs) dang Uh, We also keep our emotions in check as we age. So you are in the sweet spot, Joseph. It says here that when you're in your 40s, that is supposedly like the best time of any in your entire life that you're more in tune with the emotions of other people. Like you really get others. You can really kind of be intuitive. So during your 40s, you're going to, you should have like no spots in your schedule that aren't filled because everybody should be flocking to you as their Mm. therapist right now. The, The research says, you know, that we slow down as we age. So we're not overreacting. You're thinking before we act. And, and, that's a good payoff whenever it comes to our emotions that we're not going to hear something, feel something and just go out of control with it. We're going to sit down and think a little bit. Makes sense. So sleeping is something else that changes. And man, have I noticed a change in my sleep schedule. Mm-hmm. I used to stay up all night long, would sleep until 11, 12, sometimes even later on a weekend. And now I wake up at 4 a.m. It was oh. 5 and it just in the last month or two, it's changed to four. Wow. I can't remember the last time I slept until an alarm woke me up. Like I just, my body just wakes up. That's amazing. And, you know, it happened when I turned 40. Like I just, you know, I've struggled with insomnia most of my life and, and I don't know what happens physically, but people told me for years, like when you get older, your sleep will change. And it certainly has. And the great news is, is I've just become a morning person, which I've learned to embrace it. And I, I jokingly say I'm that old 
that old person that watches the news in the morning and has my coffee and makes my eggs, <laughs> you know, but I enjoy it. It's kind of like my time, my quiet time. So it's been something that's good. But yeah, definitely as you get older, you tend to go to sleep earlier. You tend to wake up earlier. Um, it's just something that happens with age. It sounds amazing when I hear you talking about like that time in the morning as you're making your coffee. That mm -hmm. sounds so serene to me. It really is. Love it. And one extra wonderful thing about aging is sexy, sexy. This is for women. <laughs> As women age, they report having better sex. It might be less often, but the research is really saying that women um, say that sex improves when they're over 40. And then women over 80 reported being even more satisfied um, than women, you know, like between 55 and 79. So, hey, nothing but good stuff to look forward to here. Wow. Sexy. Sex I don't know. 80. I didn't, hadn't thought about I, it. I didn't even look into uh, uh, sex for men over, over that. I, I, I was going to let you handle that part. Sex over 80. I, I, yeah, I hadn't even thought about it. Do we even still do it was my thought. Apparently. <laughs> if the numbers say so, then apparently. <laughs> Good to know. One of the other interesting things were no headaches. Migraine sufferers report that they reduce, the headaches reduce greatly. Only 10% of women and 5% of men over the age of 70 still report migraines. Um, most people who still report them report um, them without pain, um, meaning they may have some like sensory disturbances, but they're not having the physical side effects or that physical is, pain. That is such a relief to me. Everyone in my family has migraines, seriously. And that sounds so nice to know because there's not like data about migraines research. Everyone's migraines are different. So it's real mm -hmm. hard to pin down what causes migraines and, and they're also different how people have them. It, it's so nice. Like that's so nice. I wonder if that's connected to stress in any way. I was just thinking that, that I bet it, I bet it is the less you stress, the less your head hurts. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, that's good because the next thing on the list is like stress-free baby, <laughs> baby boomers. And then the older generations, they report less stress and they report not that it goes away, but they learn how to deal with it so much better over a lifetime that mm. their stress levels are, are much less than they are with us younger generations. Um, and the next one, rocking the vote. Mm -hmm. People over the age of 60 tend to vote more than other age demographics. And I would say, you know, that's something I've been really encouraging everyone I know to do is to vote, vote, vote. Um, mm -hmm. But I think, you know, it's most of the older folks that I know, especially retired folks, like I have a couple of friends that are retired that, you know, go and volunteer at the polling stations. And so, you know, there's tons of stuff like that you can do to kind of get involved. You know, we're talking about retirement and kind of being bored. There are always things going on that you can get involved in. But I think that's an interesting statistic that the older the older you are, the more likely you are to vote. Yeah, that's what when I read statistics. I always want to know the why, like what makes that true. I'm, I'm, I like knowing that it is a fact, but what makes it true? Like, is that because people younger than 60 don't think it's important, don't find it a priority, don't have the time, you know, I mean, what is it? Because I totally agree. I think people in your 20s, 30s, 40s, all of us, we need to be voting because we all have an opinion usually about how the way the world around us works. I wish that was uh, 
wish it wasn't so significant that that we know that people 60 and older vote more than any of us. I I wish like that next year when there's a significant election, this it blows this demographic out because I'd like to see all of us voting. Well, and I bet if you like drill down on those numbers, probably the younger generation that does vote more than likely votes for presidency, but not these little smaller mm-hmm. elections, you know, yeah. local elections. Mm-hmm. So I think I mean, that was kind of my thinking when I was younger is I would I would vote for the president. But as far as the other stuff, I didn't I didn't take the time to educate myself. So I didn't feel like I should vote about it mm-hmm. um, or I just didn't think about it. You know, and used to they made it complicated where you if you were, you know, Democrat, you had to go to this location. If you're a Republican, you had to go to this location. And last few times I've voted, they just kind of had you go left or you go right. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if it's still separated, but it was complicated. I can remember going to vote and getting frustrated that I couldn't vote where I had gone and just being like, uh, forget it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. That that has changed and made things complicated with having all these districts and, and things of that nature. I'm, I'm thinking about. People in their 60s are often like, because I did a lot, I've done a lot of research on generations and like what has impacted them and just like some, um, just some factual things about them. And one thing I know about like the the baby boomer generation and older, most of them are homeowners. And I think being a homeowner and living in a community you are probably more inclined to vote in some of those community elections because of like things like property taxes and uh, you know the 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 districting of certain things or the mm-hmm. way that the, this um, city council uh, you know impacts this walkway in your neighborhood and and things of that nature. So uh, you know I think if you're renting an apartment and you move into maybe a new voting district every year or two because you're kind of more uh, transient because you haven't settled in a community, I could see why the local elections and things might not be as important to you. Mm-hmm. So there are some not so awesome parts of aging, I see. <laughs> Oh, so apparently I haven't gotten there yet, but apparently with age, our sense of smell and taste might dull and plus some medications might cause that too. And so older generations are the most um, medicated of all of our, you know, of all of us. So medications play a, a more critical role as we age sometimes. So, hey, just use that as an opportunity to spice up your food, put more mm-hmm. spice in your life, you know? I, I've learned just with the stuff going on with my mom that sugar is um, something that tends to be your sweet taste buds, I guess, tend to be the things that go the last. First or last? Like you lose it last? No, you keep it. Oh, you keep damn. your sense of taste for So I'm going to want to eat ding dongs forever? Well, and it's like every time you go to, you know, an elderly person's home, they, <laughs> they have candy and ice cream and, you know. <laughs> It's hard like, candy in the bottom of their purse <laughs> and that was one of the things my mom like with her alzheimer's you know she's losing her desire to eat she doesn't want to eat and but she will eat all the sugar ice cream you know oh. cake pie and i didn't know why that was and one of the nurses said because that's that's kind of the last sense of taste to go and so like you can still taste sugar more so than you can salt or you know spices or things like that and so she actually said if you're having trouble you know with her eating put some sugar on it because 
a lot of times they can't taste anything other than the sweetness. So the next one we talked about just a little bit already, but hair, you know, men's hair tends to start migrating to the ears and the nose and the back and uh, women's tends to migrate to their chins. Mm, Um, This is all just like a part of our hormonal changes and and things that, you know, as we get older, they just start to go. Your hormones just start to start to dwindle. And sometimes that's, you know, when you're feeling like low energy or you're feeling like you are losing too much of your hair too fast. Like it could be a testosterone issue or it could be, you know, it could be a number of different things for, for men, especially as we age, our testosterone levels tend to decrease. And so sometimes you need a supplement. They have pellets, they have injections. And and that's something that can make a huge difference. I took testosterone shots for many years and wish I still did. I need a doctor that will prescribe those. Any Feel doctors calling. <laughs> Any doctors listening, please send us your information. I know two women. One I met at a at an airport while I was waiting in line. Um, and then another is a friend of mine who have told me that hormone therapy has like changed their lives. Like completely changed their lives for the better. Mm-hmm. And um, it took a while to get to that place. But, you know, when you're feeling or if you're feeling bad or if you're feeling low energy or if you're just feeling like you're really feeling your age, like sometimes that's not normal. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it is, you know, something physical that's going on. Completely. So get that checked out. Yeah, completely. It took me several years to find a doctor who didn't just pat me on the head and say, well, this is just part of aging. One who finally said, and when I gave him, when he looked at he, he I walked into his office and he says, I'm not even going to look at your blood work yet, but I'm going to tell you what you've been hearing from other doctors for the last few years. And mm-hmm. he just went over the whole thing. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, you know, are you reading my diary? He said, it's because I see people like you 10 times a day. And here's the good news. You know, we can fix this in an instant. The bad news, insurance doesn't pay for it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, uh, They'll pay for all the meds, mm-hmm. but not the vitamins or the exactly. supplements. They don't yeah. pay for those pellets. And those pellets no, do are not. life-saving. No. Yes. Yeah. They are amazing. They do. They they truly did. Like, within weeks, my life was different. All right. And so keep working. It, it, for some people, that's not bad news. You know, like, early retirement, though, is probably not the best thing for your health for most people. You know, um, there's an organization called the Longevity Project, and they found that people who have jobs and, and jobs that they really like and that they really put a lot of energy and time into that they they live the longest. So our next one, don't be scared. Adults over 65 who have a fear of falling are the ones who actually fall more often. It's mm-hmm. like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. Exactly. Think it, it happens. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to think Thinking about it. about the lottery. Thinking yeah, about there you the go. Lottery. <laughs> I'm about to win the lottery. I love it. Sometimes um, after about 60, it seems like 60 seems to be the magic number for so many of these. Self-esteem can take a dip. And the research kind of believes that this has a little bit to do with that loss of purpose, maybe as a result of retirement. Yeah. And, you know, some of the other things like gravity, gravity causes everything to mm. <laughs> fall. Yes, it does. Right. Oh, yes, it does. Um, physically, our, our spines and our vertebrae start to, you know, get closer. So that's why we start to have, you know, 
you see people that walk hunched over, can't quite stand up, you know, back pains. You know, there, there's a there's a lot of physical things that just happen to our bodies as we get older, mm-hmm. just from wear and tear. And I know I've said it on here before, but my chiropractor says he's seeing it in people younger and younger just mm-hmm. because of all the technology we spend our time hunched over. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I'm hunched over right now. I'm going to sit up. <laughs> Let's do both of us. <laughs> and then our hands, our hands, our hands age, how they look and how well they work. Age impacts that like grip strength. If you if you begin to notice, I can't open things as well as I used to. So I have a couple of neat tools in my house that I can um, uh, use. And I also have like those things you can use to improve your grip strength. They're actually little exercise things. You can just kind of squeeze on them a little bit throughout your day. Mm-hmm. And some people in their hands start noticing tremors, you know, as they age. A lot of times medication is, is part of that. And uh, some people start... Um, to notice uh, arthritis, you know, as they age as well, not just in their hands, but in other places. I have arthritis in my spine. I learned about a year ago. Really? And I thought I'm not old enough to have arthritis, but apparently, and then you can see it on an x-ray, like mine's narrowing and you can see like spots of arthritis where it's kind of hardened. Can you do anything to delay that? No, I mean, you can do physical therapy to help just with mobility, but, you know, it's, I think it's something that's genetic. My, it's weird. My sister and my mom and I both, or we all three have, um, I think like the exact same degenerative disc in our back. And, um, it's just something that with age has gotten kind of progressively worse. Does it hurt? It does hurt. Um, sometimes, not all the time. I, I actually went and got, when I discovered that it was happening, I got a uh, pain injection. So they mm-hmm. go in and like inject dead thing into the nerves and into, you know, the area around where you're having the problem. Cause it starts to pinch nerves and, mm-hmm. you know, nerves kind of cause shooting pains down your arms, your legs. Like it can, it can be in one area, but be showing up and, you know, the other side of your body. But wow. that helped a lot, the, the pain shots, um, the deadening, um, and then I did PT for a while. That actually made me hurt more, but after a couple of days, I think it, it helped, but oh, I hated going because mm. it just really got things messed up and sore there for yeah. a couple of days at a time. I think that someone should be like imprisoned for calling that physical therapy that is exercise (laughs) that is just guided exercise in a big old room with a bunch of other people (laughs) (laughs) i was so disappointed when i found that out i was like what oh boy well our skin is going to show our age too uh you know genetics plays a part of that no doubt there are some people i know that are much older than me and they look like they're still in their 30s and that's just good genes but our, we're going to show, you know, in our skin, we're going to have wrinkles and age spots and some bruising. Some of that is medication related. Some of it is uh, aging related, but you know, especially when it comes to uh, spots on our skin, make sure you get those screened because skin cancer is no joke. And just as of today forward, I think all of us know way too much about the sun to not use sunscreen and not try to protect ourselves a little bit from sun. Uh, You know, I know back in the day I was in tanning beds and I was 
putting olive oil all over my skin when I was outside. Well, no more, no more of that, you know, like I use sunscreen, I wear hats, I wear, you know, long sleeves when I can. And I don't know how you feel about it, Joseph, but I think every human being needs a good moisturizer. I can't believe there are people who don't moisturize. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine how my skin would feel if I didn't slather it and stuff. And I get, I have serums and then spot, spot moisturizers, then all over, oops, then all over moisturizers, then one for the morning and one for night. I moisturize all day long. Wow. I'm not a moisturizer. No. You, no. How do you look like you're 12 still <laughs> if you don't moisturize? That's know. amazing. Is it just, does your, do, do your, does your family just have like a good genes when it comes to aging and skin type? Uh, I guess. I mean, I don't, I can't think of anybody who's just like got hideous skin off the top <laughs> of my head. <laughs> I don't think my family has hideous skin. <laughs> Let me put that out there. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've just never, like, I'm not a, I just discovered a, lotion that I love uh at Dillard's of all places so it's stupid expensive but it doesn't leave like that greasy residue that you know moisturize that's what I can't stand about moisturizers and mm -hmm. lotion is that I just feel greasy mm -hmm. after I put them on I actually found this incredible face sunscreen when we were in Europe and I bought like three boxes of it um but it's just for your face I mean I guess you could put it other places but it's mainly for your face and it's it just like you put it on and it dries and it's just like you have nothing on which oh, is wow. my kind of sunscreen. Mm -hmm. I am actually shocked. I thought as well, I mean, you are just such a, like you dress, you know, like, so, oh, thank you. and you just, you're just like a, a very much like got it on, you know, with it, with all your, your clothes and your grooming and everything. So I just assumed you had like <laughs> the hot off the market, best skin cream that you, that is amazing that you, uh, you well, do thank that. You. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You do that naturally? Huh? <laughs> oh, boy. Just naturally greasy. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's funny. I don't think any of this information is new information. I think you and I talk about this all the time, and I think we hear about it a lot, but we don't always do it, you know? So I think yeah. it's worth reiterating. Physical health. We talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Exercising, moving, getting your body in motion, you know, go to a gym, get some YouTube videos, do what you have to do to get your blood flowing and, you know, get your heart rate up. We've talked about, you know, parking your car further out in the parking lot, you know, taking the stairs instead of the elevator, getting up and taking a little stroll around your building, you know, a couple of times a day. So you can do all kinds of things to keep your movement going. Um, one of the great things about our you know, phones and especially like smartwatches now as they like my watch, my Apple watch tells me it's time to stand up um, or at the end of the day, it says you could still close your rings if you just went for a brisk 23 minute walk. What does it mean um, to close your rings? So you have like your your daily rings, like your stand goal for the day, your calorie count for the day. You can set, you know, how many calories you want to burn in a day or you can oh. set how many steps you want to take in a day. And then it has these rings that basically you're you know, like a circle you can see it like a percentage that you've completed oh, cool and at the end of the day when it gets close to the end of the day if you haven't you know met all your goals then it pops up and tells you like you could do this and you know cool. meet your goal for the day 
And so it's you... usually at 10 o'clock and I'm like, no, thank you. I'm not <laughs> going for a walk for the next 23 minutes. I'm tie going it to, to bed. the dog and <laughs> play fetch. <laughs> Heck. Um, that's awesome. I, I love something like a smartwatch. I mean, you know, even if while you're watching something on television, I guess we don't have many commercials anymore, but pause it for 30 seconds and get up and just move a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, go yeah. just move it, move it. Yeah, just and, and we talk about this a lot. Just smarter food choices really will reduce the risk of so many diseases and that's going to prolong our lives. Food is so incredibly important. Mm, I know. So I important. Know. Um, the next one is sleeping. So again, mm-hmm. just practicing good sleep hygiene. You know, poor sleep quality makes it harder for you to solve problems, makes it harder for you to concentrate, you know, it makes it more difficult for you to just kind of get daily tasks done because you're exhausted, you're tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and adequate sleep has been linked to dementia later in life because of the buildup of beta amyloids which is a protein involved in Alzheimer's disease. And, and, you know, I know there's not enough information about dementia and Alzheimer's and stuff, but I guess what we do know, we, we, we need to pay attention to that. Absolutely. And low quality of sleep can lead to depression. Mm-hmm. So good sleep is associated with lower rates of insulin resistance, heart disease, obesity, improved creativity, decision-making, and overall blood sugar levels. That sounds like sleep does everything for us. I mean, we need to be getting good sleep. And heck, as you age, what do you have to do? I'm not like out in the club anymore. I'm not hanging out in places half the night. Why not sleep? And some just some helpful tools that they say, you know, we're just... We want to take care of our bodies. We're not young, 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 so we can't bounce back as quick. I mean, if you smoke, stop, you know? I mean, there's nothing I've read that has has a like a, a pros list for smoking. There's just not a lot of pros for smoking. Right. And limit your alcohol and other substances. I, I know we've talked about that a million times on here, but just alcohol and um other many other illicit drugs it just doesn't do a lot doesn't do a lot to improve your health there are some there are some health uh, benefits to some alcohol and some kinds of alcohol and some substances but limit all that you know just moderation and then go to a doctor you know just make sure that someone's seeing you once in a while and checking in somewhere Mm-hmm. Yeah, physical. I think that's one of the things that I don't know. I think as we get older, probably we pay more attention to our physical health just because our body starts to, you know, break down a little bit. But we don't necessarily go and see a doctor or, you know, do what we need to do to take care of ourselves physically. I don't know why that is, but that's something that I struggle with. Just, you know, taking the time to get yourself checked out and getting regular checkups. Blood work, labs. Oh, gosh. So much. So much can be seen in that. I do love the convenience that we all discovered during the pandy. (laughs) You know, the pandemic did bring us like visits with our doctors online, which is very convenient. But sometimes we really do need to be right in front of them in person, you know. And I just kind of swear by at least going in once a year just to get some blood work, just to Mm -hmm. get... To, for someone to touch you, you know, just to listen to you, because I tell you when I, when my doctor, uh, when I check in with my doctor, just did it this weekend, they asked for my blood pressure, my uh, weight, 
And I always err on the side of uh, being a little wonderful on the scale, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm always losing weight when I self-report it. (laughs) So mental health is something else that, you know, I think takes a hit um, and making sure that you're doing everything you can to manage your emotions to, you know, deal with problems that you're having in life, you know, in healthy, good, good, healthy ways, um, taking medication, if you need it, seeing therapists, if you need it, doing whatever you need to do in order to manage and, and make sure that your, your mental health is on track. And that's one of the things I think we talk about, you know, retirement and, you know, getting to a place where you're not being so sure being around people and that depression that kind of kicks in. I think it's really important to recognize that and and make changes where you can. So if you're dealing with a lack of social activity, finding, you know, senior groups or things that you can get involved in, leagues that you can join, clubs that you can join, there's there's lots of options. But just making sure that you're not only taking care of yourself physically, but mentally, it's so important. Absolutely. And and having that social network around you is so just so so important. You talked about groups to get involved in. You mentioned before, like someone you know does one of those uh, meetups. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, meetup. That's a that's a whole website devoted toward just getting people together. You know, and mm-hmm. so if you if you don't know of uh, a group of people that you you know you could join and meet go, go to one of those uh, meetup sites and just see you just get together with people that have like interests with you. It ta- it is a risk. I mean, it takes. I think it takes some courage to just walk into some place like that. But there are so many places available that, that like that. And they, they need and want more members and they'll benefit from you just as much as you do from them. Absolutely. And, um, and you know, depression is one of the things we need to think about mental health wise. And we have an entire episode on therapy that you could uh, listen to if you're interested. Um, something else that's really important is making sure that you're engaging, engaging in, you know, leisurely activities, things that you enjoy, hobbies, marathons, you know, 5Ks, anything that you do that, you know, is going to help bring you like some joy. And if you can get some exercise in the process, that's even better. Yeah. Hobbies. I mean, heck, I mean, I I love painting, you know, that I, I love it. Now, I'm not a Picasso or anything. I like to paint on walls and stuff. But um, sometimes just whenever I'm feeling stressed while I'm working, I'll just get up and go paint on something for a little while. Hot, just any kind of hobby, just something that you enjoy that brings out your happy. Yep. Reduce your stress a little bit. You know, I mean, we've already talked about this so much, but stress is not good for us. It, it Stress hormones affect the brain, they affect the body. So if we can reduce our risk and our reaction to stress, we really can reduce our uh, medical and mental health crises. We even have a episode on stress you can listen to for some more tips about it. Um, So cognitive health, super important. Um, Some things that we've covered You know, don't smoke. Smoking ages you. It's terrible for your body. There's so many bad things that happen when you smoke. Um, Drinking, same thing, ages you, causes you to gain weight. It's terrible for your body. (laughs) Um, So those are a couple of things. Making sure that you're eating good, high quality food, um, getting your proteins in, your complex carbs, like all of the things that you need um, from a nutrition standpoint. 
all of that is going to help with your um, the aging process. And some of our information says that Mediterranean style diets are really good to help cognition. I'm going to be looking into that. And if I find that it is amazing, I will share it with you guys. Love that. Love it. Love it. Thank you for listening to Life Live Better with Paula and Joseph. 